Hello and welcome back to Off the Clock with Willow Polish. Last week we talked with Jeff DeGrave, the Intercultural Immersions Coordinator for University of Wisconsin-Eau Claire, about not being the guy in the chair, Guatemala, and how traveling can change your perspective off the clock. This is WUEC Eau Claire, Blue Gold Radio Sunday. As Immersions Coordinator, have you been on many of the immersion trips or do you just kind of guy in the chair it? Oh, I, I would go insane <laughs> if I were the guy in the chair. And I'm a geographer, you know, so ah, yeah. I just, you know, I have to travel somewhere, right? But no, yeah. I've had the great fortune and, and my, my, my supervisors and others have been very gracious in allowing me to, to lead programs. So I'm going to lead a program to Guatemala uh, this winter. I last led it in 2020, right before COVID, wow. like just a couple months before COVID mm-hmm. or weeks before it showed up. So I'm super excited about that. It's myself and uh, Dr. Kathy Rex in English and regs. Um, we'll be leading 20 students. Uh, usually the program has 12, but it's super popular. So we're like, let's take 20. Yeah. And we have a great well. relationship with our partner there. Um, so there's a fair trade coffee cooperative called De La Gente, like by the people or of the people. So we're going to work with the local folks, see the people who actually handpick the coffee, wow. how they make the coffee. We stay with the families. And it's great because then students and faculty, right, you start to think about, okay, if I go and I buy a cup of coffee at Starbucks, who gets that money? Probably Mr. Starbuck, whoever that is, right? Yeah. Whereas if you buy De La Gente coffee and, like, everybody wants to make a difference, you're now meeting the kids that are being sent to school with that very money that you're contributing for that coffee. So it's pretty impactful, and you can, of course, apply that logic to, wow, what about chocolate, and what about yeah. my clothes, and All what about industries exactly that? that. Absolutely. So, so it's a, a pretty, pretty exciting program. I, I really like the Guatemala program. Plus, who doesn't want to be in the tropics in January? Yeah, <laughs> just a little bit of healing. Yeah, that's right. So, uh, I've led the Central European Travel Seminar, which is a four-weeker. Uh, we go to five different countries mm-hmm. in Europe, Germany, uh, Czech Republic. Austria, Hungary, and Poland, wow. um, and so we go back and forth on what used to be the Iron Curtain back in the old days. Oh yeah! So we're in the Western countries at first, and then we go to the former communist in quotes uh, Eastern countries, and you go back and forth, and you can still see the difference today. It's really yeah. quite amazing. Um, we see the Berlin Wall. We go to Auschwitz. Um, so uh, pretty intense, you know. Yeah. It's that's the beauty. It's kind of watching a great movie where you have your your highs of euphoria and joy, and then you're really, you know, impacted emotionally. Mm-hmm. Like, wow, you know, almost brings you to tears sometimes. And then you, the next day, you have another amazing day. You know, so that's really what it's all about. Mm-hmm. Really learning through experience versus learning in a classroom. Exactly, and you know, I always told my wife, who's undergrad, is in history. I'm like. I hate history because <laughs> it's all text. It's these big yes. two-inch thick books. They don't. Sometimes they might have a map, which you know appeals to me, but it's just <laughs> all this this data. You know, all those mm-hmm. dates and names, and I'm like. But then I realized once I had the experience, and fortunately I have the privilege of having that experience somewhere else. It's like, oh, this is why history is so amazing and incredible and interesting to people. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, to me, there's no learning like experiential learning, and that's really what immersion programs are all about. Definitely. So, how many countries have you been to then? <laughs> Do you have a tally? I, I don't know that I have a tally tally, but um, I, you know, I like to travel, of course, yeah, and yeah. Um, and certainly I, I don't mind working and traveling, which mm-hmm. is the beauty of leading immersion programs. Is yeah. as you, you get to you, you have to work, obviously, but it's work mm-hmm. I like working with students, obviously, mm-hmm. uh, meeting cool people like those in Guatemala and Central Europe and, and other places, but. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, I've been, you know, on most, I have been uh, all the continents other than um, Antarctica and then a smattering of countries in each of those continents. So. Wow. So it's good to good to get around, and I'm hopeful I'm going to be leading uh, with a person in IMC, Jesse Yang, that I'll be leading a program to Southeast Asia, like the Central Europe program where we go to five different European countries. We'll be visiting uh, Hmong villages in four different countries in Vietnam, China, Laos, and Thailand. This was created by a, a gentleman named Kong Ming Her who left the university to go get his PhD, mm -hmm. and so Jesse and I are hopefully going to be able to pick it up and carry it forward and uh, that will be an amazing experience to say the very least and I feel yeah. extremely lucky that Jesse uh, invited me to go. Yeah definitely. I feel like there's immersion programs quite literally all across the globe. Absolutely and, and again so some are constantly Guatemala runs every year and the Central yeah. European Travel Seminar runs every year but like this one to this mm -hmm. you know this four countries in Southeast Asia would it'll be the first time that it's going so mm -hmm. it's a uh, yeah sort of a a constant stream of steady yeah. ones and yet a constant stream of new ones or ones that sort of Always come and go as well. Going, changing. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly yeah. that. Yeah. Seems like a very good way to run a constructive, positive thing. Yeah, yeah there's those that you can re rely on, but you're not just stuck yes. with the same old, same old. Yeah. So a little bit of both. Uh, so hopefully something mm -hmm. will appeal to, to everyone. We certainly welcome and invite and encourage uh, new proposals mm -hmm. regularly for this very reason to make sure we have programs that aren't just appealing to a, a singular demographic that we want every student to not only feel like, yes, of course, I know these programs are created for us, but to feel welcome, invited, and, and we want you, no yeah. matter who you are. Inviting. To, and yeah. Uh, yeah, to participate in the program, there's something for everyone without a doubt. Because mm -hmm. I was talking to other student org members, and they were talking about how their department developed an immersion trip oh. and how different departments develop immersion trips for their specific major or maybe not for a specific major and it seems like a very wibbly wobbly thing but I think that's the best part of it. Yeah absolutely and, and some we have a, a, a biology program in Belize where yeah. you don't necessarily have to be a biology major but mm -hmm. I would say 90% of the students are. Yeah. Um, and then we have, you know, other ones like the Century Program, which is interdisciplinary yeah. for everybody. So, yeah, so some, some departments make it sort of a mission, like we, we want to have our own immersion program, or like the business school has a new program this year going to Thailand, uh, which mm -hmm. is pretty exciting. Um, and then, uh, so now we have, you know, that's one that's specific to business students. So that's, that's very cool as well. Yeah. So a little bit, a little bit of something, but yeah, some, some consistent ones and some, come and go and that's that's great so yeah. it keeps it fresh I guess mm -hmm. keeps things going what is your favorite place you've traveled to then on an immersion program have you traveled much outside of the immersion programs yeah I mean partly as a, as a geographer you, you travel yeah. a little bit and and in order to have this job they, they kind of wanted someone with travel experience as yeah. well so you can sort of know the you know the highs and the, the lows that the, exactly that yes. go, go along with with travel but um, yeah, I really uh, enjoy, I love going to Guatemala for sure, mm -hmm. whether I'm on the immersion or just hanging out. It's just the, the, and it's the people, and most of the people we know are through De La Gente. Um, so whether I'm leading the program or not, I, I, I go to Guatemala just to hang out with these people, and the weather is wonderful, of course. Yeah. Um, but uh, Guatemala, that's, it's, it's very, it's not just a place like a beach, you know. It's, yeah. it's, it's not this sort of, you know, 
vacuous space it's it's you it's the people right and you know their stories and all of that yeah so it's much more meaningful to me when you know somebody there and you have a a cultural and a familial and a personal connection so that's what Guatemala feels like a big family to me down there Um, so I'm very biased toward Guatemala lately I liked going to Croatia. That was lovely as well, but I don't know anybody there. It was just yeah. a you know just a place to be that yeah. I had heard about. And now with Game Game of Thrones, Dubrovnik is like the city that everybody wants to visit and that sort of thing. But yeah, definitely. Estonia was pretty cool. So mm-hmm. you know, lots of different places, but yeah. they all have something about them that makes them a bit magical. Yeah. So you mentioned your background is in geography. How did you go from a geography professor, I'm assuming, to an immersions coordinator. Oh, right. What was that transition like? Well, it was, uh, you know, it was uh, complicated for sure. So yeah. I was, I was not uh, like a tenured or tenure track professor. Mm-hmm. I was, I was a uh, teach instructional staff. So, okay. so with budget cuts at the time, I never knew, you know, if, if I was going to be around for the next year. Fortunately, yeah. I was able to figure it out and mm-hmm. cobble together classes for 14 years. And then uh, the person who used to have this job, she, uh, her name is Shanti Freitas. Shanti is a, a great friend of mine, a great person. Um, and she was leaving Eau Claire for various reasons. And um, she said, you know, I don't know anybody else who, who could or would do this job. You know, uh, what do you think? I'm like, well, um, I'll apply and see what happens. So she didn't you know, do anything beyond that, but ultimately, um, because of my travel background in particular, um, and I did have a bit of a background in study abroad, um, that was very helpful, and I'm a Spanish speaker, so, and um, Shanti and I led students to Ecuador, so I had a good experience leading students with her, sort of seeing it from the person's point of view who is in this office of, you know, leading students and thinking about safety and this sort of thing. So, uh, so she was very, very, very helpful, um, and the program assistant, Kim Reed, um, she was working in the geography department, so she knew me a little bit there as well. So I had the support of those two wonderful people, and that was really helpful. Of course, it didn't guarantee anything, don't get me yeah. wrong. Yeah, <laughs> but, but um, it's helpful to know people in the department, to kind of know what you're getting into and to know what they're looking for. Exactly, and maybe even more importantly, they, they know what they're getting, you exactly. know. And, and now the, to, to wrap up the final story, full circle, Shanti is, is married to Dr. Ezra Zeitler in ah. the geography department. So, so we're all this together. Now she's back in Eau Claire. So Big it's wonderful. Family. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> Have you lived in Eau Claire for a long time? Yes. My wife and I moved here in 2003. So I guess it's been 20 years now. Yeah, 20 Whoa. years now. I've never lived anywhere. I've never done anything for 20 years <laughs> other than live in Eau Claire. Really? <laughs> yes. That's impressive. That is amazing. Yeah. I, you know, looking back, I can't believe it's been 20 years already. But mm-hmm. yeah, and when, when we moved here, Eau Claire was very different at that time. Definitely. And now with, with our rock stars and computer you know, geniuses and all Mm -hmm. that. Town is an amazing place to be, so. Yes, Eau Claire is a really great place to be in. Absolutely, and her family lives, my wife's family lives in Minnesota, mine in Green Bay, so. So that's like the halfway point. Exactly that, so very geographically strategic. Yes, it's the geography background. (laughs) That's right, exactly. We looked all over the map like, where would make the most sense? Eau Claire, boom. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Do you have any advice for a student who might be intimidated to look into studying or looking into an immersion trip. All right, I would say um, there's no no need to be intimidated. I know it's easy to say, yeah. Uh, but but the, but to remind that student that they'll be with a group of UW Claire students and two UW Claire faculty, 
and everything is scripted. There's an itinerary every day. Mm -hmm. You don't need to worry about speaking a second language. Um, so it's all a, it's a very, very controlled environment. And, and for me, um, I feel like immersions are a great way to sort of take a baby step toward maybe study abroad where uh, I've, never, I've never left the county before or been on an airplane before. Yeah. I don't want to have to do it all by myself. It's like you don't have to do it by yourself. You know, a lot of folks, students get an immersion program together they've never met before. Say, where do you live? Oh, I live 20 miles from you. Oh, maybe we can carpool and, and my mom can take us to the airport or whatever the case may be. So you, you instantly make friends and then and you don't have to do it all alone and you have the, the, you know, the faculty leaders, staff leaders there to guide you as well. Um, and of course, it's uh, supported by Blue Gold funding, so it's not nearly as expensive uh, as, as it could be. And then another element that sometimes gets lost in the wash that I think is uh, a huge draw is that maybe you're super nervous about, oh my gosh, I don't know what it's going to be like. I don't know about the food. You know, of course, that's part of the adventure is to, to figure all this out. But then once you're there, you know, um, and uh, after, you know, sort of the culture shock wears off a little bit and you're used to it, then the program is over. You can usually, on most programs, stay. So if you're on the Central Europe program and the, po the program ends in Poland, you can then get on a plane and say, I'm going to spend a week in Italy because you're already in Europe. Mm -hmm. So you can, so rather than going home and then paying for another round trip airfare to go to Italy, you're already there, just go there. And then you're well-trained and traveling. You can figure out, you know, train schedules in a different language, which you probably couldn't do very well Definitely. for a week prior. So, yeah. so it's, it's, there's a lot of support, I guess, what it comes down to. And you're not doing it alone and you'll be learning along the way and by however many days into it, you'll find it's not so scary anymore, yeah. particularly when you have friends and colleagues and your professors to, to help mm -hmm. you. If you could say in three words what the most rewarding part of traveling through the immersions program would be, what would those three words be? Let's see. Self-reflection would be a a certain uh, one that's got a hyphen, does that count? Yes, I've got one, one word, one word, one word self-reflection, that's one of them. And I think students gain a lot more of that of their positions of power and privilege and all that by going mm -hmm. places like to Guatemala or wherever and saying, oh, okay, I see, maybe I thought I was, you know, uh, yeah. extremely, you know, uh, disempowered person, but relative to other people I've met, okay, I have a new new perspective. So perspective yeah. would be another good word. Perspective. And um, uh, humility. Humility. At least I would like to think so. Now, whether that happens with every person every time, <laughs> I don't know, but yeah. those that's what we like to think anyway, that you come back saying, okay, I had this perspective uh, beforehand and through engaging with with other folks in other places with other lived experiences. I sort of uh, have a new perspective and then I hopefully come home with a little more humility of saying, okay, you know, maybe, maybe my life does have struggles, but I'm not the only one at the very least. Yeah. And, and maybe perhaps even some folks have, have struggled more in various ways for various reasons that maybe I haven't, you know, so. Yeah. Well, that's a good, good ending to it. Okay. <laughs> All right, thank you so much for talking to me today. My I pleasure. Well, it. thank you for, for stopping in. Thanks for joining us this week with Jeff DeGray, the International Immersions Coordinator here at UWEC. This has been Off the Clock, and I'm your host, Willow Polish. Thanks for listening to Blue Gold Radio Sunday.